You're listening to Eureka on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs. I'm Tom Edwards. Today on the programme, we're meeting Lawrence Geller, the chairman of Loveday & Co., the leading provider of specialist dementia care homes. Geller has enjoyed a long and storied career working in real estate investment across luxury hospitality, and he's also been involved in philanthropic giving across a variety of humanitarian, cultural and civic causes. As he will tell us, all of this has helped prepare him to tackle perhaps the most important challenge of his working life, reimagining and transforming care for those suffering from dementia. Here's Lawrence Geller himself with more. My parents both suffered from dementia and other things, but eventually I watched with incredible frustration their journey into a long, dark goodnight. And I was frustrated because, A, I didn't want to acknowledge it, and B, I didn't know how to help them. And when I reached around looking for help, I found very little. And then I found that the care homes were really awful in my mind at that stage. They weren't, but how I felt about it. And I felt that the residents were there, patronised, almost deprived of their dignity, given drugs to keep them relatively calm. At least that's how I thought about it. And like morphine to a cancer patient, I felt there was only one way it could end. I ended up paying my sister to leave her job and paid her wages and salaries to look after my parents. Fast forward, my parents died. So I decided to focus my philanthropy on dementia. I'd started a care home business when I was looking after Hyatt in the 80s. So I knew that the aging population had needs more akin to my needs than the needs of my parents. So I thought I had something to offer. I went to the Alzheimer's Society in the UK and they welcomed my help and asked me to chair their national appeal, which I did. While going through that, I realised, A, the frailties and weaknesses of the UK system, which, by the way, was better organized than the US system by far. But it was, in my mind, like spreading hot margarine over a mile of bread. It was very superficial. And I could see that there was no care homes, let alone dementia homes in central London. Obviously, real estate was incredibly expensive. So having seen the paucity of organized care and the lack of availability in central London, I then did what a normal hotel guy would do. I looked at the competition and then that was probably the aha moment. There wasn't any. Well, if there's no competition, who was fulfilling it? It was people doing it at home. So I had a study done on how much it costs people to have 24-hour care, 12-hour care at home everything all in except the cost of real estate. And I said, if I can do that for that price, including the real estate, I can do good in the world. And that's really how it started. Naive, altruistic, stupid, not understanding the regulation. Yeah, I ticked all the bad boxes. And that obviously said, I'd better go ahead. So we did a proof of concept in Chelsea, which was scary because I really didn't know what I was doing. And I do recall at the opening saying to the mayor of Kensington, Chelsea, and to the public then, that I was bringing in the University of West London, where I'm the chancellor, to monitor the progress from start onwards and to codify it and open source our information. 
And if this failed financially, I would look at it as philanthropy. And the research would do good for other people. One of the assumptions that's made about providing great hospitality is specificity of the customer and making sure everything is tailored for their specific requirements. It must have been quite early in that process that you understood the self-same thing was very, very specifically true in terms of dementia care and that there is far too much generalisation, assumptions made, grouping people together whose needs are actually very different. Did you also realise that within that nuance there was something very important that your background in hospitality and hotels could bring to the space also? What I found out fairly quickly is that dementia is a generic word such as cancer. And it means something to everybody, but it's a word that cannot be generalised because there's no two people have the same symptoms, the same needs, the same background. In fact, as many varieties of cancer that are and will be, I'm sure there are as many varieties of dementia that haven't been found that are and then will be. Therein lies the whole issue. For care in the UK and care in the US and Canada, mainly and generally, it's the theory is one size fits all. That everybody's treated the same and these are your activities, this is what we do. And unless there's an emergency or a very specific care need that's noted, such as mother needs two aspirin every three hours or she needs something da-da-da-da-da, which is in the care plan. But generally, it's the same rules for everybody, the same meal times, the same food, etc. My background, however, made me realise it could be changed. When I was a kid, and I was once young, I was 16, I ended up as a chef at the Connaught Hotel. Well, I learned then that it wasn't good enough to give somebody a piece of fish or a piece of meat. It had to be excellent had to be individualised. If somebody for breakfast, I do recall, on the breakfast shift one morning, somebody wanted poached haddock with raspberry jam with a poached egg on top of the raspberry jam on the poached haddock. And all I could think of, how wonderful. And I gave him exactly that. And I told the waiter to say to the guy, it's a wonderful dish, we're going to copy it. I made somebody's life feel good as well as made his stomach feel good. And I went through the rest of my career doing that, trying to personalize it. And even when I went to run the international and the domestic side of Holiday Inn, a mass market, 3,000 hotels at the stage, it was the largest company in the world was running it. I still had to find magic moments for certain groups of customers. How do we give them something that made them special? And so it was a natural metamorphosis from there to Hyatt, where I could put that into place And then at Hyatt, we started a care home business because I looked at the demographics and we built a company called Classic Residence by Hyatt. So we took the tenants of not high-intensity nursing but living and we put the Hyatt concept to it and it still exists and it was the first of its kind. So when I saw this demand in London... When I realised that one size didn't fit all, and when I saw the wealth of the community in London, that's when I saw it. Now, it wasn't just, how do I make money? I begged the Alzheimer's Society to take everything I was doing and codify it. As I got into it, I realised that I could personalise it. We developed an ethos that nobody had. 
And the ethos, if, if I bore you with it for a moment, was based on four or five principles. One, get people off the psychotropic drugs as best we can. Why sedate somebody to die when they don't need to? Then to give them the food and nourishment that excited them and they would put on more weight and be stronger to figure out what their likes and dislikes were on an intellectual sense, whether it's painting, photography, or anything, bridge, and personalize stimulating exercises and therapies to bring them back to do it. Take painting. One would have residents who didn't know what a paintbrush was, yet in their background, that was their favorite hobby. So we wanted them painting again. Likewise with physical exercise. If people are immobile, they think they can't exercise. Well, that's absolute nonsense. So we did that. And finally, we believed in the anti-loneliness. I saw it with my parents, living on their own, just having to talk to my sister. So social interaction became a very big part of it. Those precepts I could personalize, and we did. And the results are not the financial results. They're different. They're great. But the results I have, I am extending people's quality of life, length of life, giving them dignity, and they outlive their doctors and their families' assessments probably 50% of the time. So as a non-scientist, I worked it out why. They're having too good a time. They don't want to die. That was Lawrence Geller, chairman of Loveday & Co., the leading provider of specialist dementia care homes. You can head to lovedayandco.com to learn more about the business. Do be sure to look and listen out for another episode next week. And of course, stay tuned for your weekly edition of The Entrepreneurs every Wednesday. Thanks to Christy O'Grady for editing this show. That's all for now. Goodbye, and thanks for listening to Eureka. Eureka.